Hey, Kim here. Quick update before you dive into this episode. We've changed the name of our podcast to Rooted in Tomorrow. It's a nod to our shared history and the bright future of our cooperative system. So if you get later in the series to our 22nd episode, you'll notice the change. But most importantly, it won't affect you as a listener or a subscriber. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. I would say in our land of lakes, we're a technology driven company. Our mission is first and foremost to our farmers and to our constituents. But in this in this journey of being technology driven, we need this technology to really empower us and be sort of the, the backbone of who we're going to be in the future. And Microsoft's strategy was to help companies become digital or become technology driven. And, you know, that was just the perfect intersection between the two organizations and the partnership just kind of flourished from there. Think about the work that you do. What makes it meaningful? Is it the results or is it the process or is it the promise of something greater? Being a cooperative means we're in this together to build a sustainable future and feed human progress. This is Something Greater, a podcast by Lando Lakes, Inc. I'm Kim Olson. Follow along with us as we bring you the stories and voices that impact our shared community. Technology has come a long way in farming. From the simple design of a steel plow blade and pitchfork to farmers now using satellite crop mapping and years of data to plant millimeters from where the computer tells them to place their seed. Making money while protecting the planet is attainable. But unlike the plow and the pitchfork, today's modern tools need to be connected. So expanding rural broadband to make sure we all eat, that's a necessity. Here at Land Lakes, we've teamed up with Microsoft. Maybe you've heard of them to build a bridge over the digital divide and get rural America connected. We know farming, they know tech. It's a partnership that will expand connectivity in the countryside. Today, Teddy Bekele, Land O'Lakes Chief Technology Officer, is joining me, along with Ranveer Chandra, Chief Scientist of Microsoft Azure Global, to talk about how joining forces will help farmers and in the end, help us all be connected to our food and to our planet. All right, so I want to welcome today Teddy Bakelli and Ranveer Chandra. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I think this will be a fun conversation. We've spent a lot of time together uh, recently. So um, Teddy and Ranveer, you're both technologists sort of by training. Um, it's interesting uh, when you think about technology that agriculture would be the the route that you both chose. Um, Teddy, maybe you can start us out by talking about what drew you to agriculture. Yeah, so I've been at Land Lakes for seven years. So that would mean I've been in the agriculture industry for seven years uh, professionally. I, uh, you know, my training by is, is a, to be a mechanical engineer. That's what I went to school for. I got into technology during the late 90s uh, when the dot-com boom was happening and, uh, you know, really fell in love with the technology and the application of technology. And predominantly for the first 15 years of my career, I spent it in industrial manufacturing and really applying technology to machinery, to equipment and solving 
those types of problems. And then this opportunity at Land Lakes came up uh, to get into the food and agricultural space. And I was a little apprehensive at first, but you know, looking back now, I'm so excited that I made that move and having a blast uh, at Land Lakes. The reason for that being my dad was a farmer. Uh, I grew up in Ethiopia. He farmed about 400 acres and, you know, he just had a, a rough time when I was growing up. And one of the things I really tried to stay away from was agriculture and, uh, and, and really the reason why I went into engineering and then tech afterwards. But, you know, there's something about when this opportunity came up of taking what I had learned in my initial 15 years on technology and the application of technology and applying it back to something that my dad and my grandfather had been into was just something, it was kind of a coming home almost. And so mm. the last seven years, we've been really looking at how do we take technology and apply it to agricultural problems. And, and that's really the big draw for me. Thanks, Teddy. And Teddy and I know each other well. I, I always think of legacy when I think of um, what you've uh, brought to the table and what you're bringing to the world. Ranveer, tell me about you and uh, your story with ag. Yeah, my story is kind of similar to Teddy's. Uh, my background is not in agriculture. I'm a computer scientist by training. I did my PhD in computer science at Cornell. But growing up, I grew up in India, and a lot of I spent a lot of time growing up at my grandparents' farm in North Bihar. So this is a state in North India, which is one of the poorest states uh, in India. So every summer and winter vacation, as it happens in India, you spend with your grandparents. And, <laughs> and I used to go there with my brothers and sisters back then and spend time in those farms. Back then, I uh, did not like anything to do with agriculture. I did not look forward to the summer and winter vacations because <laughs> these farms, they did not, uh, these villages, they did not have any electricity. They did not have any toilets. But uh, even despite that, I did spend a lot of time in my first 18 years of my life, four months every year in those farms. Now that I think back, I think the time I saw a lot of poverty, a lot of very primitive forms of agriculture. So since I've joined Microsoft, I've kept this thread of trying to work on technologies that are future looking, that can impact the people all over the world, especially those, those people, those friends that I grew up with when I was, when I was small. And so like the TV White Spaces project is something that I had started here at Microsoft. Farm Beats was another such project. And that's where this Land Lakes partnership was so amazing. And we've been working with Teddy and team for, for uh, quite a few years. And throughout that, being able to get to the farmers through the experts is something that, that really drives me. Oh, fantastic. I, my summer vacations uh, also involved my grandparents, but it was a, a trailer park in the Midwest. So uh, we'll have to compare notes sometime. Um, yeah. Interesting that you both have uh, have such commonalities in your stories. Um, was that one of the reasons that you were uh, that Microsoft and Land O'Lakes started working together? Or tell me the backstory on that. Yeah, so I met you know we met probably what five five to four or five years ago I think, and yeah. uh, and it was interesting because yeah similar backgrounds and you know Ranveer he had this sort of particular interest in, in, in agriculture, not just at a very high level, oh, this is, this is interesting, or, you know, he really wanted to do the ins and outs and, you know, how, how does it happen? What do farmers do every day? How can we really improve their capabilities? And he was so curious and wanted to know more. And, you know, and then he talked about his background and, and how he had, you know, done a little bit of farming and, uh, and really uh, thinking about there's got to be better ways to improve the efficiency of what we do uh, to bring better insights to farmers and really use the power of technology to do so. 
And so that kept our conversation going, I would say, over the years to, you know, what is the next thing that we could do? What's the next best technology and artificial intelligence that we can apply? And, and I thought that was, that was really fascinating. And that really started that a lot of those uh, st early strategic conversations. Yeah, and from our side too, like uh, when we think of, uh, I used to be at Microsoft Research before I moved over to the product side. And at Research, we do cutting edge work on technologies like for the Xbox, for the next generation of the Surface. You think of these kind of technologies, but that's where when we went to Lando Lakes, this was, as Teddy said, five years back around that time when we started talking, it was all about trying to understand the domain, trying to work with the experts and trying to see where does computer science, the latest of AI, the latest of computer vision, where does it come in? Where does it, how can we really make a difference to the growers? And that's how the conversation got started. It's, it's interesting. So you had commonality of um, background in some ways, commonality of purpose, and uh, knowing what I do about Land O'Lakes and and Microsoft, you had some commonality in in company mission and and values and purpose as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe we can start with you, Ranbir, on that one. Yeah, and so Microsoft's mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. And when we talk of getting there, when we talk of empowering every person and every organization, we have to think of farmers and farming. And because so much of the world is farming, every all of us eat food. We need to make sure that the food is grown well, the food is grown, the food is good as well as it's grown sustainably. And all of these priorities that we have in our mission statement aligns so well with what Lando Lakes does about making farmers more productive, about making the food better and food that is grown sustainably. So this, this mission of actually working for people throughout the world and its relation to food and agriculture is a place where both Lando Lakes and Microsoft come together. That's absolutely true. How, how about you, Teddy? Do you, uh, how does Lando Lakes tie in? Yeah, obviously, our, our our vision is to feed human progress, and and uh, you know, being a farmer to fork cooperative, you know, we care about the farmers that are part of our cooperative system, um, their families, the communities in which they live in, uh, but also the consumers, right? Because we touch the consumers on the other end, and farmers do care about uh, bringing nutritious food and growing uh, crops in a sustainable manner, and they want consumers to know that. And you know, obviously, our job has always been to connect that. And, and when I even talk about some of the community things, uh, one of the things that, you know, we saw as an issue was the whole lack of broadband in rural communities. And so we had this American Connection project and for about the last two years where we're trying to raise the awareness of the lack of infrastructure in these rural communities. And that that was the backbone to for a lot of different things from telehealth mm -hmm. to education uh, to uh, rural e economic resilience right, to jobs, to reskilling. And so, you know, we have to focus on those types of issues because that's really how we make all of it much stronger. And Microsoft had almost the same initiative, you know, with their Airband program. Yeah. And they also were out to, you know, make sure that, you know, as many people uh, got connected to the internet because they also see that as a core piece to, you know, to empower every person in, on, on, the, on the planet. And so when we got together, it was almost like these two things just really went well together and, and, and it made a lot of sense. The other piece that I thought was really fascinating too is obviously, you know, with some of the tools that we have, we get asked the question, where well, are you more of a technology company? And I would say, you know, Land O'Lakes, we're a technology-driven company. 
Uh, mm -hmm. You know, our mission is first and foremost to our farmers and to our constituents. But um, you know, in this in this journey of being technology driven, mm -hmm. um, you know, we need a we need this technology to really empower us and be sort of the, the backbone of who we're going to be in the future. And Microsoft's uh, strategy was to help companies be become digital or become technology driven. I mean, that is where they were going with their new approach on their Satya Nadella. And, you know, that was just the perfect intersection between the two organizations and, and the partnership just kind of flourished from there. Yeah, it's in when you talk about being technology driven, um, can you talk, Teddy, just a little bit about the uh, ag tech tools that um, Land O'Lakes has, has sort of pulled together? And then, Ranveer, I'd like you to explain a little bit how Microsoft Azure will kind of bring it all together. Yeah. So one of the things we've always uh, we, we saw that a strategic advantage of what we can bring uh, to our to our customers was insights, right? And where to place the right products at the right time, uh, and whether it's in our crop inputs business or our, our feed business or even our uh, our consumer business or the CPG side, that's always been the focus. And so technology starts to play, and data and analytics specifically start to play a bigger role into that part. And so over the years, we've developed a number of tools, starting from our crop inputs business, you know, really up upstream in the in the in the food supply chain, and really helping farmers make better decisions on the field. So using technologies like remote sensing to use satellite imagery or drone imagery to look at how fields are performing, uh, to be able to use uh, crop modeling, right? So a machine learning platform that takes in, you know, tissue samples and weather information and even some of that satellite imagery to predict where the yields might go in a specific field. Uh, we've also looked at tools for our, for animals, right? Taking the insights that we have from the farm at, uh, from Purina and being able to transfer those, that knowledge into technology tools that can help uh, animal owners make the best choices for feeding their animals. And so, as we looked at that, so these tools were, were existing and or we, we worked on them over the last uh, decade or so and are really at a competitive advantage, not only for us, but also for the retailers that are in our network and the farmers that use them every day. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it, kind of a comprehensive portfolio, but it needs to be brought together, right, Ranveer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's how this partnership got started. Actually, even from a few years back, I remember the first trip we had made to Purina, and saw some of the uh, some of the technologies that are using there. Some of the latest technologies, both on the uh, technology, the information technology side, plus a lot of agricultural technology that is put in place at Lando Lakes. So what we've been thinking of uh, and what we've been working together on is using the latest in cloud, in artificial intelligence, in the Internet of Things, all these latest technologies that are being developed in the technology space and bringing it to all of the offerings that Teddy mentioned. For example, if you're thinking of uh, these uh, using remote sensing and being able to predict what the crop stress is. What if you could couple it with other data sources, for example, sensors and with sea sensors, combining them with satellite data to start making very hyper-local predictions. So you're already at a stage of of technology, where you, uh, use of technology in agriculture, and you can think how you could be taking a big leap forward when you start combining with the latest developments that are happening in, in artificial intelligence, being able to do these, for example, I talked about uh, very, very hyper-local microclimate predictions of not what's happening at the weather station, but what's happening at that point in the farm, as well as building very detailed maps of farms. 
So, uh, similarly, the uh, the other thing we are looking at is new technologies to bring different data sources together. So you have sensor data, you have drone data, you have remote sensing data. How do you package it up? How do you bring all of this together to start running artificial intelligence at scale, right? To be able to then start not just running artificial intelligence on one stream of data, but once you start combining different streams of data, you start unlocking a lot of new scenarios. For example, for the precision agriculture scenario that we mentioned. Yeah. Similarly, the other one is for the digital dairy platform, where right now there are many uh, existing uh, technologies that growers, producers use. With one of the things we are looking at building is combining all of these to bring them all together, so that for a producer, he's not he or she is not fragmented when looking at different technology solutions, but has one place through which they can go and see how can they be more productive. What do they need to do? What, for example, to be able to do what if analysis? If I take this decision, would it affect the conservation practices that I use? So that's another thread. And then the, another thread I want to talk about was sustainability. How do you, there again, being able to quantify the amount of carbon in soil is where we are working together to bring the latest in technology with all of the expertise that exists in Land O'Lakes, all of the data that exists in Land O'Lakes, all of the technology that's already in use to combine all of these things together, the benefits of the cloud, the edge, the edge computing AI to start taking this to the next level. It's it's so exciting because it, it it's kind of um, what you dream of and and what we think that we um, are bringing to the table. But if you back it up for for the journalism major here, I I'm feeling a little bit out of my uh, out of my depth here. Um, maybe you each of you could give one example, uh, one a dairy example for a dairy farmer, and one a example for a uh, a crop farmer. Um, as uh, what we're bringing, how would a task that I do every day change? Yeah, so let's, uh, and I was actually going to ask you if you let us geek out here for a second, just to give you an example. <laughs> I just can't fun. keep up, Teddy. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have fun here. Um, you know, so, so one of the examples for, let's say, a row crop farmer, um, you know, we always use, we use remote sensing, so satellite images, right? One of the uh, deficiencies in satellite images is you can't have an image every single day. And it would be great to have one every single day, but as a satellite passes, there could be clouds in the sky. Um, and as a result of it, you can't, you know, you might see a partial portion of the field or none of it at all. And so in that day, you're not getting an image. So now you have to wait till the clouds part and the satellite has to come in at the right time. And then you get, then you get that image, right? Which in a lot of cases, some of the insights that you draw from that image, meaning the crop is stressed on this corner of the field or, uh, you know, there's been a, some sort of a disease is taking over and we need to do something about it. Um, is the, that insight may be delayed because you had that gap in the days, right? And so that was a conversation that I had with Ranveer, right? And said, hey, Ranveer, could, what could we do about, you know, uh, filling in for the days in which we don't have imagery? Yes, we could fly some drones, but that also is very time consuming and you don't even know which field to go to. So he said, hey, we actually have been working on this technology called SpaceEye. And Rambir, I'll let you explain what SpaceEye is. Yeah, Teddy. So one of the things we're doing is uh, looking through the clouds and satellite imagery. So being able to reconstruct what's happening below the clouds. And the way we do that is we look at another satellite that has radar in it 
radar signals go through the clouds. And we we have a new AI technique, artificial intelligence technique, based on which we can reconstruct what's happening below the clouds with over 90% accuracy for most of the seasons, which now if you combine that with all the things that Lando Lakes was doing, you can start seeing how you get more timely imagery, you start getting more accurate predictions than what you could get until now. And I would like to add another scenario here is I've heard Teddy and Beth talk about how a lot of decisions a grower makes is based on guesswork. That is when to water, when to uh, uh, when to apply pesticide, when to spray, uh, when to spray chemicals and so on. Right. And all of those decisions when to sow the seed is based on insights, but it's also a lot based on guesswork. And through a lot of the work that we are doing, we're trying to supplement a farmer's knowledge with data and data-driven insights, right? So that is where, uh, like this remote sensing imagery, remote sensing-based imagery is one, being able to get better remote sensed imagery. Uh, Weather was one, we are trying to get more hyper-local weather as opposed to weather at the weather station. So everything just taking it a notch further to to drive this digital disruption of agriculture, to to enable more of agriculture to be data-driven. And then if we continue on that thread of weather, right, uh, now we come back to the dairy producer, which is the other example that you you brought up in this digital dairy platform. There's lots of things we can do there and we have in in the works at the the moment, but uh, there's a lot of technology in in the barn today, right? So there Mm -hmm. is, you know, tools that manage uh, the herd, right? So there's a herd management tool. There are tools out there that manage the feed rations for the for the cows. Uh, there could be another tool that helps now more with the, uh, the temperature and the setup within the barn itself. There's tools that help with robotic milking. And so these are disparate tools today that the dairy producer, and I've seen them, right? I've seen our dairy members sit there and they kind of flip through the screens and they tell you, this is what this tells me and this is what this tells me. And so there's not this comprehensive platform that brings these tools together. And really, it's not even about bringing the tools together because you could flip from one screen to the next. But when it comes together, what does it really mean? And how does it impact my profitability? And what should I do differently? Right. And so when it all has to come together to make that to make that decision. So as we work with Renvir and team, that's the idea is to stand up this platform that's starting with the member profitability in mind. And then adding these various components that see how they impact their profitability. And then the best part, and this is where it gets really exciting for me, is you can then tie it to the Land O'Lake supply chain about milk predictability. Because if we can get the right milk predictability on our side, we can now better optimize what we do with the milk that's coming in, whether it's going into the open market or or it's going to butter or cheese or et cetera. So that starts to tie all those things together. And that's how not only it improves the, the profitability and the viability of the dairy producer, but it helps the entire food supply chain. Ag innovation doesn't happen alone. Protecting the environment isn't just the responsibility of one company or a certain group of people. We all care about the planet. We all eat food. We all want to be connected. So to do all those things, this partnership isn't about attention. It's about action. Making sure farmers are just as equipped in their work as the coders building the next tech startup. That the food we eat is planted, harvested, and shipped using sustainable practices. Helping agriculture build the technological blocks for the future. We talk about uh, saving the planet in in some ways uh, because we all know at Land O'Lakes that nobody um, is more interested in uh, making sure that the that the planet is healthy than the farmer. So, um, Ramvir, you had mentioned earlier uh, 
climate change and sustainability and all of those um, all of those things that that we're factoring in. We've now we've we're going to put these things together. Certainly help business for our, our farmer members, but it also helps the planet. Um, can you guys speak to uh, to that a bit? Yeah, so I could start. So uh, Microsoft has made a sustainability commitment earlier this year where we've committed to be carbon negative by 2030. What that means is we'll put back more carbon than the amount of carbon that we generate. So while we work ourselves and with our partners on trying trying to help everyone meet the sustainability requirement, as you can see, a lot of partners, a lot of companies that we work with are generating carbon emissions. The question then is, how do you put this carbon back into soil? And one of the threats that the Lando Lakes has a tool called Truterra, which essentially allows growers to take these decisions to so that they are practicing the right decisions to not only reduce their emissions, but to help put some of this carbon back into soil. So we are working together on enhancing the Truterra platform to help growers take better decisions that they are actually not just reducing their emissions, but actually putting some of that carbon back into soil. And I'll let Teddy add more. Yeah, and, and ultimately, I mean, farmers, I mean, they're at the core of our food, fiber, and fuel, right? And 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 there's a lot of work that goes uh, to producing all of those things. And, you know, farmers are the original environmentalists. I mean, they care about the environment more so than everybody else because they care about their land. It's something that's passed on from generation to generation, and they want to leave it in a better place in which they received it. And so there's an inherent interest to make sure that every kind of uh, uh, actions they take, practices they have are environmentally sustainable, but it can't be at the expense of not being able to have a farm the following year. Right. And that's something I've, I've learned over, over the last seven years that I've been here. So the right mix is, okay, how do you how do you how do you level that out, right? So you don't lose out on profitability, but at the same time you are being environmentally sustainable. And this idea that you know through the practices that you have, you can sequester carbon and put it back into the soil is super interesting. As you know, and, and you can follow a, a variety of these uh, sets of practices. So to me, what's exciting about this now is they were doing it and they are doing it today, but now there's even a bigger incentive because other uh, companies now or other industries might be interested in leveraging what farmers are doing by investing in these carbon credits, right? I want to offset my emissions. I want to go carbon negative. And now farmers have the ability to do that. So then now they have yet another yet incentive to be able to do this. And it's it's going to push even that those capabilities further. That's why it's exciting for us to be able to bring this together. So we can help the farmer increase profitability, give them more information to make better decisions, save the planet, and we only need uh, connectivity, right? So let's let's swing back to um, what you had mentioned earlier, uh, Teddy, in the American Connection Project, which is um, Land O'Lakes' initiative to try and close the digital divide. Now, um, we're all working so closely together now um, as a coalition, uh, we've made some progress, but, uh, Ranveer, you guys have been working on this since, uh, 2015, I think with your airband initiative. Um, Teddy told us about, uh, the ACP. Um, can you tell us a little bit about airband? Yeah. So Microsoft started the airband project in 2017 and our goal was to bring 
broadband in rural communities worldwide. In particular, for America, we've made, for the U.S., we've made a commitment to connect 3 million rural Americans to broadband. And we are bringing in different technologies, like the TV white spaces was one of those technologies, but others as well, private LT and other technologies. We are creating strategic partnerships. We are uh, working with the government, working with Land O'Lakes. That's one of the things we are looking forward to as part of this partnership. But our goal is to create the right ecosystem through partnerships with government, with the rural ISPs, with other uh, entities to try to address this this gap, this business challenge of getting more uh, ISPs to put these solutions in rural America to get the benefits of broadband, of technology to the communities, to the people in rural America. And for that, broadband is critical, especially when we talk of telehealth, education, and telemedicine, especially at this time of COVID. So through through the through the Airband program, we are creating these partnerships with startup. We are we are uh, we are giving out our technologies. We are creating new partnerships through technology licensing, where we're giving out our technologies to companies to help address the broadband gap. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, never more um, never more critical than today, right? With our uh, with our current uh, situation with the pandemic, it it yeah. has always affected health and education and rural vitality, but now it's uh, more important than the road outside your house, right? Yeah. Um, Teddy, what, uh, what's the American Connection Project been up to lately? Yeah, so, you know, we started out with, with Microsoft on um, a coalition. So that's been exciting, right? So that coalition, it was a couple of companies at first saying during the pandemic, you know, we should come together and continue to push the advocacy on the Hill that we need to make investments in, in, in the rural communities. Uh, we're so happy to have what almost 90 companies now part of the coalition that we we both started. So that's so exciting, right? And that becomes just a bigger voice and going to the hill and saying, look, we all recognize this is a big problem. And and now the the the, the idea is can we actually push them to pass some sort of a legislation that gives us funding to 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 put infrastructure in rural America. Now the local internet service providers, I mean, for them, it's just not financially viable to be able to install all the equipment and put the fiber lines in and then recover that cost based on the monthly subscription. So that's where the additional help is needed to, to come through. And we think that that investment is somewhere between $100 billion to $150 billion. But it's something that needs to happen is when we put electricity in back in the 1930s, this is almost the same thing. And it's at a spot where broadband is no longer a nice to have. It's a it's a necessity and it's essential to the vibrancy of rural communities, but also uh, closing the digital divide between urban and rural because you don't have that disparity anymore. Right. And so it's important to be able to, to uh, level the playing field, which is which is super exciting. So that's one portion of the American Connection Project. The other one is, a, is yet another work we are doing with Microsoft, which I think is exciting, is to even kickstart some of the closing of that gap. Mm -hmm. We are working with a lot of our retailers that are in these rural communities, and especially where there's poor internet or there's no infrastructure there, uh, could we actually leverage some of the grain silos and some of the high structures that these retailers have and install the airband equipment that Ranveer was mentioning uh, mm -hmm. through those local internet service providers and then propagate that signal to the local community. So now the folks that live in those communities have access to internet, you know, powered essentially by Land Lakes, Microsoft, and these local ISPs. So uh, we have a few, more than a few pilots in place right now. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting to see that work come around because just having the high structure is a good portion of that cost. So 
you know, you remove that equation and, and now all of a sudden now we're in, we're in business. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we um, we typically close our sessions uh, with the question, um, how would you define something greater? Um, I imagine both of you could say closing the digital divide is something greater, but but I'll let you, uh, you let you fill in the blank there. Ranveer, if we could start with you. I think uh, closing the digital divide, of course, is the key, one of the key things of our partnership. The other one is being able to feed the world in a sustainable way is what we are after. I think that's uh, that's one of the other fundamental challenges too, of how do you get everyone good, nutritious food? And I think with Lander Lake's leadership, we, with, with some of the technologies we could provide, I think we could address that, that gap, that problem. Something greater is feeding the world and closing the divide. No pressure. <laughs> Teddy, what about you? So for me, I mean, I'm being a technologist, uh, you know, I, I don't, I love technology, but not for the technology sake, but for the application, right? So what you could do with the technology. So for me, something greater is bringing uh, the technology, the capabilities to whether it's our employees, our organization, our members, consumers, and putting it in their hands so they can do something greater with it and can achieve so much more than they can today. Terrific. Thank you both. I really enjoyed the conversation and appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. The Land O'Lakes Something Greater podcast is delivered monthly via our Member Connections newsletter or on our website. Just go to landolakesinc.com, then click on Members at the top right. We're also available wherever you find your podcasts.